Bright Suns, you're now listening to the Star Wars Friends Podcast on the No One Is Listening Podcast Network. Punch it, Chewie! What have we here? Hello there. Morning, Senator. Greetings, my We are the ones who guard the power. We are the middle. The beginning. <laughs> So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. You're a feisty little one, but you'll soon learn some respect. So, this is where the fun begins. Ha ha ha! Conversation with the Star Wars friends on social media at SW Friends Show. That's at SW Friends Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email the Star Wars friends at show at starwarsfriends.com if you have a comment or question you want us to read live on the show. Now, here are your hosts, the Star Wars friends. Hey, what's happening, boys and girls of the internet world? My name is Christopher Marinan, and you are listening to the Star Wars Friends Podcast on the No One Is Listening Podcast Network. And joining me today are my very good Star Wars friends. I'm Justin, and I'm one with the Force. The Force is with me. Very nice. Yes. This is Kyle, and today I am going to, yet again, find a way to badmouth Barisoffi. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it! Don't do it. You know what? Actually, it's, it's funny because Kyle, you were probably the first person I thought of uh, when all this went down in the Clone Wars episode. Because I go, man, they're throwing Lumi under the bus, and of course, Lumi's <laughs> yeah. attached with Barris. And I was like, oh, Kyle's gonna have something to say about this, dude. <laughs> I actually exactly really genuinely had happen. that thought. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Um, here we are, episode thirty. We have we are episode thirty of the Star Wars Friends podcast. That is awesome. Yeah, um, whole new decade. Yes, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> so we, um, yeah, this is crazy. Thirty episodes in it. We started by covering the Mandalorian uh, week by week, and now here we are. You know, I remember when we were doing the Mandalorian shows. Oh, I can't wait for the Clone Wars to come through, and we're already in episode seven of the Clone Wars. You know, that is crazy. How, how we, fast we started at the flowing. Mandalorian. And now we're here. Now we're Dare here. Dare I say. <laughs> well said. Well said. This is uh, this is cool. I'm very excited. When I when I popped up the episode notes for today and, and got reminded it was episode 30, I was really happy and really proud of, of what we've done so far, where we've gone. I mean, this is really cool. And the community that we the community that we've built in the Star Wars Friends is is really fun. And engaging with people from all over the world, this is exactly you know, this is exactly what I thought we would we would be doing, and yeah. and it, and it's great. This is something I've always wanted. So thank you to everyone that's part of the Star Wars Friends community, getting us to episode thirty, keeping us motivated and, and ready to talk Star Wars week to week with you. It's it's been awesome. Um, and speaking of which, we we met a new Star Wars friend this past week. We interviewed the author, the New York Times bestselling author, Delilah S. Dawson. Uh, you guys can find that on episode twenty nine. You can search that on Star Wars Friends. We have a link tree up now where you can find all of our podcasts all over the world. 
But Delilah S. Dawson, that one, if you have not listened to that episode, she is a character. She, she is fun. Super lively. Yeah. Uh, I, quite frankly, I was on it. I didn't know what to expect because yeah. I, I had never listened to a Delilah S. Dawson interview before. And I, I didn't know what she was going to be like, but she was highly animated and highly motivated. And, and we <laughs> but, and we got her for a lot longer than I think we thought we would have had her for in that interview, too, which was great. So very, very appreciative to her for her time and to Lucasfilm for for letting us uh, do a little bit longer interview. Yeah, that was that was a definite surprise. I yeah. did not expect it to go that long. So check that episode out. It's pretty awesome. Um, you can also check out something that we just did uh, yesterday, but by the time this episode comes out, it might be two days. But uh, this past <laughs> Saturday, we did our second YouTube live chat, which was a blast. That was Kyle's first live chat with yeah, us. Yeah, it was fun. It was so, so fun. much fun. It's cool. We It was mid-afternoon, and we were hanging out with people from all over the world. Uh, thank you for anyone that joined up with us and shared your time with us. That was so cool. Um, I rem- you know, we... We saw that OT Next joined us from the United Kingdom, all the way from the United Kingdom, joined us on a live chat. That is You know, incredible. it was afternoon here. I don't even know what time it was there. Yeah, I mean, it had to be night. I think it's, it had a, to be... I think it's a six-hour time difference. I could be wrong on that, but six. I think it's six hours. Right. He just yeah. had his supper over yeah. in England, <laughs> right, maybe. Right, <laughs> right. So that was cool. That was a lot of fun. We, you know, we are doing more of these YouTube live chats just to help out and help uh, pass the time in this quarantine, the stay-at-home all the madness that's going on in the world. And, and as always, you know, we we definitely are concerned about everybody and your health and safety. I mean, even if we've never met in person, our sympathies go out to you if you're affected by this. This is pretty wild because we're all affected by it. And we just want to give as much Star Wars content, as much positive content out there for the community while this is going down and hopefully beyond. But these live chats are definitely uh, a response to that. And they've been really fun, really engaging. We appreciate everyone that's been a part of that, especially Farm Boy. Rural Farm Boy is just... He's knocking it out, man. He's going out there. He's like, let's do it. Come on, everybody. Let's, you know, and he's out there trying to gather the the friends up. And I definitely appreciate that. It's a lot of fun. Want to give a shout out to all the winners of these uh, prizes that we've been giving out, even though Josh, who can't be with us today, is still probably a little little salty about his questioning, uh, Hmm. his questions that I gave him yesterday. So we'll see if he can bounce back. Random is random. Nobody likes a crybaby. Yeah. (laughs) It was a tough topic. And for those who haven't watched a live chat uh josh had to answer he had to name 10 separatists in 20 seconds and it was he doesn't uh, know 10 separatists give me a break it's pretty it's a tough one it's a pretty tough <laughs> that was one tough. He, you know the one that's still lingering in my mind is he said what tambor and then farm boy called him out in the chat and was like actually he's not you know he's part of the the what was he the banking clan the banking he's clan the, he's no, he's no. From, techno union. He's the techno, yeah, techno union. union. Sorry, not yeah. I was thinking yeah. banking clan. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, we we gave him a point for Watt Tam. He, he's a separatist. He's on the yeah. separatist count. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But sure. maybe Josh can redeem himself uh, next weekend. I know that the prior week he was upset because he lost to Maggie, our friend Maggie Lovett, at Maggie the Town. But Maggie got that bonus that bonus question. That was where it was at, man. That that one contest. That was a five point question. Elon hey. Slees Bagano. <laughs> I got beat that that week too. I'm not crying about you it. You did. You actually got, got beat, beat pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got beat pretty. Yeah. I redeemed myself. That's the, yesterday. That's the nature of most uh, game shows: is that final round, the bonus round, the lightning mm-hmm. round, yeah. whatever you want to call it, that's going to make or break you. 
Yeah. I mean, that's where it was. I thought I thought Josh had that handy. But congrats to all the prize winners. And we'll get out your merch this week. And I believe Tyler Page won. And Tyler actually mm-hmm. sent us in a voice memo, which we'll get to later on in the show. But yeah, Tyler won our really nice Star Wars Friends hoodie. So that'll cool. be cool. That'll be going out to you this week, Tyler. So congrats. That's pretty sweet. We want to keep on doing this. And man, we've, just, we've also had a really uh, incredible week on social media. At SW Friend Show on, on Twitter, uh, Kyle stepped up and posted up a, I mean, really amazing tweet that got engagement from almost the entirety of our community. We we want to say thank you and welcome to well over 150, 200 new friends on Twitter over the last two weeks. So thank you for everyone to just joining up, man. I mean, this is this is crazy. Welcome. It's it's a lot of fun. So if you're not already joined with us on Twitter, you can find us at SW Friend Show. But you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as well at SW Friend Show. So come on, join up. Let's go. And uh, hopefully when you join up with us on social media, it might lead into some face to face at something called celebration. Oh, because we're going to do this. Every week until we find out what the hell is actually going on with Celebration. Oh, yeah. So we are now, we're still doing our countdown. It's 20 weeks. It's 20 weeks yeah. till Celebration. Which Chris is going to think that's like 11 months or something. It's not. It's only, it's only five months. My math. I, I actually did listen back to that. I was like, oh, boy, was I, was I way <laughs> off on that. <laughs> well, it's 20 weeks until Star Wars Celebration Anaheim. My reservations are still solid. They're still there. No one yeah. said that, anything I, different. I've got tickets and hotel rooms and stuff. Well, I mean, I got, shit, it might be a good time to book a flight, but that's a yeah. risky yeah. move. It is. It is. Well, I, I think I already mentioned it once on our show. I booked through Southwest, and the reason, you know, there's a couple reasons why I booked through Southwest. A, I like the two carry-on bags, or not carry-on bags, the two check bags, yeah. because I'm going to buy a ton of merch. I'm actually going to be bringing a bunch of Star Wars Friends merch out to Celebration. We're going to be giving out T-shirts, or we're giving out hopefully patches and pins and stickers and all that stuff. So I'm going to load up a suitcase on the way out there. I'm going to have a spare suitcase full of uh, whatever, my Star Wars t-shirts and things. But then on the way home, I'm going to have two massive suitcases for all the swag and merch that I that I buy at Celebration. And yep. I don't have to pay an extra fee for that. The other benefit of Southwest Air, and just, I want to be clear, we're not being sponsored by Southwest. So this is- uh, But we could be. We could, <laughs> hey, if someone at Southwest is listening, we're probably one of the only few people talking positive about the airline industry right now. But uh, if you want, um, if you want to book through Southwest, you can, you have one year to alter your travel plans. So from the time of your flight, you have one year to reschedule at no cost. So if it does get rescheduled, my hope is that it gets rescheduled within a year. Yeah, I'm already paid for and I don't have to stress about it. So we'll see uh, if anyone has caught Star Wars Celebration's website. They did add some language on the website this week that uh, that basically outlines that, you know, what what they're going to do in in lieu of or um, if they were to postpone the event, they'd either give refunds or just hold your tickets. Um, So we'll see the. The head of Read Pop gave a pretty lengthy interview this week. Uh, I know that 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 article, Justin, I think you sent that article or someone yeah. sent that article in our yeah. Star Wars friends thread, um, where the the guy who runs Read Pop was like, "Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, we're just gonna go day he by day." He mostly and... just kept it open. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He, he it was. He didn't really take a stance either way. I don't think there's no, any so... harm in that either, though, because it, I mean. What's the worst no. that's going to happen? I mean, you can do all your bookings, your schedulings, and say, yep, we're still planning on doing this. If you're available, come on out. We'll do it. 
If not, we postpone it, we cancel it, whatever it is, move it on to six months later, reschedule everything. So I don't think there's any harm in it. Yeah, and we'll play it. We'll play it uh, week by week here, and we'll keep doing the countdown. Uh, you know, twenty weeks now. We'll see where it's at next week, and see what language changes. Things like, I mean, things are just changing day to day here. Yeah, and we're still five so, months out. You know, I mean, if we get yeah. to two months out or a month out, then we need to know something. Yeah. But now it's, you know, there's yeah, plenty yeah. of time for them. It'll be to interesting make the decision, to see so. what they do because I pre-ordered some of the exclusive merch through them. Same. And same. I don't know if they're yeah. are they going to ship that out anyway? Are they going to? Wait, I, they better because still be no. nice to get it, right? Yeah, I'd, yeah. like at least better send than it nothing. To me. Yeah, so because that Empire Strikes Back uh, baseball tee that I pre-ordered is really nice, yeah. and I would love yeah. to have that in my in my hands. Yep. Um, but here's the other thing, guys. I I haven't talked. Uh, this is the first time I'm bringing it up with you guys, and uh, definitely our listeners. If Star Wars Celebration. Uh, I don't want to be the I don't want to be the the Grim Reaver here, but if it does get canceled or postponed, um, and we are allowed as American citizens allowed to eventually congregate in groups larger than ten people, I am already starting to work up plans with one of Cleveland's premier comic book or the premier comic book shop in Cleveland to do basically a mini Star Wars celebration, and we want to if this gets canceled basically create our own mini Star Wars celebration in Cleveland, Ohio. Now, doesn't necessarily have to be in Cleveland, Ohio. I know that we have friends in Michigan. I know that we have friends in, you know, in different areas in the Midwest, but I know that we had Roe from uh, the Scarif podcast. He was talking about doing a convention up in Chicago. We know that we have our friends, Andrea and Lauren, the Galactic podcast up in Michigan. Why not just try to get a bunch of, uh, podcasters around from the area rebel force radio tarkin's top shelf these are all midwest based star wars podcasts what would be the harm of getting together for a weekend if we're allowed to and just put together a mini you know hangout for some folks um you know yeah i was thinking about that the other day too we keep running into so many people that are within you know a five or six hour car ride of where we all live so there's no reason we couldn't get together in cleveland or columbus or Indianapolis or somewhere in the Midwest here and get some cosplayers, get some people to sell their merch, have a, you know, have maybe have a live podcast or two and have yeah. some fun. That's what yep. I'm saying. I mean, you know, there's precedent here in Cleveland for uh, the comic book shop I'm referencing, by the way, is Carol and John's comics. They are incredible. That is my personal comic shop. It is, it is it is the greatest comic book store I've ever been to, and it's and we are so lucky to have it in Cleveland, Ohio. But then we also have an organization called Neotech, which is Northeast Ohio Toys and Comic Collectors. They actually do conventions. They do many conventions where you're talking 500 to 1,000 people show up just to trade and swap toys. So why couldn't we combine forces and do this massive, you know, well, not massive, not Star Wars Celebration level, but mini Star Wars Celebration level event. So as we get closer... If it is still ambiguous, if it's still up in the air, I have no problem putting together plans for this. I used to do event coordination in my in my past. So if any if any other podcasters are listening to our show right now, hit me up if you're if you're like, oh dang, that sounds pretty cool. Show at StarWarsFriends.com. Just hit me up. Let's get the let's get some ideas rolling uh, just in case a contingency plan were to come out. Okay, let's shift gears a little bit. I uh, it was funny on the. <laughs> on our live chat, I asked Josh because Josh was waiting to get his Blu-ray of The Rise of Skywalker if he had watched it since he received it. And it was a very quick no. 
No, I have not. Yes, I received it, but no, I've not yeah. watched it. And it took me a week. It took me a week to watch it on digital. So I watched a documentary. I, I enjoyed, oh, I sort of enjoyed the documentary. I can't wait to talk. I cannot wait for a Rise of Skywalker show, guys. I mean, I cannot wait to, to break it back down again. But very underwhelmed with the documentary. It was nice to see the behind-the-scenes footage. But um, when Josh told me, no, I haven't watched it yet. And it was like very just matter of fact. Um, it led me to believe or led me to think about my Rise of Skywalker art of book. Okay, and this is something I've talked about on our show, being super disappointed that the art of Rise of Skywalker did not get released with the movie like it has every other Disney movie. I have every single art of book for everything. And these are my favorite Star Wars books. I have yet to crack the damn thing open. I've had it for almost a week. And it's I literally I got a a delivery of cookies, uh, Cheryl's cookies from one of my family members. And I just set the box of cookies on top of the Rise of Skywalker art of book. I'm not. Guys, I don't know. Like, uh, you know, them cookies, though. And the cookies are good. I actually just ate one right before. You know what art book you are going to open the day you get it? It's that Rebels art book. Hell yes. Pre ordered. Yeah, that's yes. been sitting in my Amazon yes. cart for like so long. <laughs> <laughs> so long. I did, uh, you know, I, I originally pre-ordered the special edition Rebels uh, art book, but I canceled I went regular, that one. Generic. Yeah, I went basic. regular. Yeah, it's for $50 right. more just to have a lightsaber <sighs> yeah, light I up. I was so. like, yeah, I'm cool on that. But I have not cracked open the art of Rise of Skywalker yet. I don't know if I'm ready for that pain. Um, I, I just, we'll see if I get to it at some point today. I don't know. I haven't even bought the movie yet. <laughs> well, I actually am not surprised at that. Why am I not surprised? I, at that? I, I was hurt. I'm, yeah. I was hurt by the Rise of Skywalker, and I'm not ready to move on yet. I'm more hurt by, and I brought this up the other day too. I'm more hurt by the the non-existent bonus f- features. I mean, really, you get the one documentary, but there's no cutscenes. There's no nothing, and it's like, man, what are you doing? I, I there's no J.J. Abrams director's commentary. Nothing. It is a very bleak and dismal release for the final chapter in the Star in the Skywalker saga. Really, dude. Mm. Okay, I'm going to reserve my... Because I was about ready to jump off the deep end here with Move. how they bundled Move along. this release. Move along. Yeah. Move along. <laughs> Move along. Uh, Move along. I, I will say <laughs> I've, been, I've been kind of tight with money just because things are so unsure right now. But mm-hmm. I am going to pick up that box set that includes The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, the big one. So, the big one. So, yeah, I, yeah, I have the nice um, Blu-ray of the OT and MPT, but... So I'll get this too. It looks nice and I it's worth having and that'll yeah. be my copy of The Rise of Skywalker. I don't really intend to buy a standalone. Okay. But that being said, I, it's not like I have individual copies of every movie. I have the nice yeah. Blu-ray set and I have the digital and then I have the Disney Plus and so Disney Plus is nice, man. Those 4K it, those 4K version. versions are really good. Yeah. If, if your internet's good and your TV's good, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I, I put on the only actually the only one I've watched in entirety was Attack of the Clones for whatever reason. I don't know. I put it on a 4K. <laughs> I know it's a choice. It's, it's a weird choice. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even watched Rogue One on Disney Plus yet, but Chris I, uh, I put likes on... to live dangerously. <laughs> I was actually, you know, there, OK, so here's the logic behind watching that first is I wanted to see how that CGI held up in 4K and it mm. actually looks incredible. It is so smooth, it is so clean, and the colors are so much more vibrant than than my DVDs. For I sure. was amazed by how well they were able to remaster A New Hope. 
from 1977 uh, recorded in 75 and 76 like right it looks like it was filmed today it's it's crazy yeah and and i've just i've poked around the other the other movies just to just to see what it looks like when it first dropped i was like oh let me just you know let me see what the java sail barge scene looks like or whatever and those 4K rips, man. Whoo, they did a great job. Really nice. They did a really great job. So that's cool. But yeah, Art of Skywalker or Art of Rise of Skywalker still sitting uh, sitting under the cookie box right now. So I'm sure I'll get to that at some point. Um, I am also sad to report that I did not win the job of sale barge on the Hasbro Pulse 100K fans giveaway. If anyone is listening and has a job of sale barge they want to sell to me for $600, I will buy it from you. I'm not paying Evil Bay prices. Yeah, I think tons. Um, of people trying to unload that sail part. Oh my god! And they that was all sarcasm. Want... No one's trying to get rid of it. <laughs> well, no, they. Well, there, there's always there's always three or four on on Evil Bay. Well, but they're sure. always somebody's trying to triple their money. That's different oh than just like I need to get rid of this thing. Oh, it's the dumbest thing I've ever did was pass up on that dang thing. I I was tight Should've for money the back barge, then. Man, it came with so was... much cool back the barge swag. I know I was tight for money back then. I couldn't yeah you know, c- couldn't have done it. I but now it's I like don't have anywhere to put that thing. <laughs> well, that's what my fiance said. She she was like, "So if we get that thing, where are we gonna put it?" I was like, "I know exactly where it goes. Dining room table, dude. <laughs> Gravy boat. Yeah, it's. I mean, that is the ultimate centerpiece. <laughs> Decorated oh, around the God. holidays. Put a little garland around it at Christmas oh, totally. time. And, yeah, totally. You know it. You know it. Um, put some turkey legs <laughs> on it for Thanksgiving. Oh right, yeah. Right. Yes. Real talk. That would have gone on the dining room table for a good two weeks. So it would have had to. There's no, no, it don't right. fit on an end table. Yeah, I gotta I gotta build another shelf here. Suspend um, it from the ceiling. Someday I will get my hands on it. I just I just not there yet. So uh but I did not win the Hasbro Pulse giveaway. If anyone else if anyone out there won the, the Hasbro Pulse giveaway, congrats. Good job. Uh, whatever. I hope you're a Star Wars fan. I don't know. Sell it to it was me. It's probably rigged like, like the McDonald's game. He's a little HBO that was my other documentary thought. about it. You never see who the winners are. You never see who the winners are. Ever, dude. So, that person doesn't uh, want to get stalked and robbed and hate mailed. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, right, right. Um, but Hasbro also did something cool this week, which they revealed a bunch of new figures, and they went to a bunch of uh, websites like Yak Face, Entertainment Earth, and Jedi and, News. Uh, and- Jedi news mm-hmm. to reveal these figures and we'll talk about the the wave here. So I know that the only, I've only pre-ordered one from this wave. It was the carbonized Boba Fett black series, which yes. I have. I, I, it's really nice. I like the color. Here's the weird thing. I like the color of the packaging more than I like the figure. Is that weird? No, that, that carbonized like? packaging is slick. Yeah. Yeah, it's got the 40th really anniversary nice. stamp on it, um, the ESB stamp on the top. But when I saw the green and yellow packaging, I was like, oh, I'm buying it for the packaging. Because I already have so many Boba Fetts. Mm-hmm. I mean, the carbonized is okay. I'm not like a huge... I it, like I passed up on the Mandalorian carbonized when I saw it live on Triple Force Friday. But uh, this packaging is slick. They also have a Stormtrooper, which is branded 40th anniversary, but it has a metallic silver sheen on it, which is pretty slick. Um, they released a couple vintage collection figures, K2SO, a really cool figure. I'm sure that packaging is going to be nice. And then they also released uh, Clone Commander Wolf as a vintage collection figure. That's, which that's I, the first wave. Which I'm excited for that figure, but I don't get the antenna sticking off of his shoulder. I don't, have you seen that? Yes, it's, I don't get it either. I'm trying to look up a picture yes. right now. super thick for some reason. It's not like a little skinny antenna. It's like a... 
I'm not going to yeah, say like what it ca- looks like on here because it's a family show. It's a family show. Be careful. It, it's it's <laughs> disproportionate to the rest of him for some reason, and I can't figure out what's going on there. So Yeah, and if it's a mistake from the factory, it's odd that they didn't Photoshop that out. Right. You know, right. it's pretty easy to Photoshop out. Uh, a couple You're talking other about reveals. Commander Wolf right now? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, you should you be able it? to find that pretty easily on Yak Face. Uh, they did release a couple other figures that aren't in this first pre-order wave. The one I'm most excited about is the six inch black series Tebow, which is, I love the Ewoks. I'm a huge Ewok fan. I I just love the Ewoks. Tebow is the ugliest Ewok of all time. If you go back and watch Return of the Jedi, it's just a, he is just a, a ghoulish looking Ewok, but they made him into a black series figure, which I'm definitely going to pick up because he's got a really cool mask. Um, so that Tebow is cool. They came out with an Admiral Akbar who has like a perpetual open mouth. I don't know if his mouth can close on this figure, but if it doesn't, he just looks really bizarre. They have a He's uh, got Mandalorian. This, he has the surprised look from. Uh, he does have the surprised that, look. That's a drop. <laughs> <laughs> when he gets sucked out, when he gets sucked out unceremoniously through the uh, the Radis, uh Was it the Radis that got blown up by by those uh, Tie Fighter pilots in the Last Jedi? When he when Akbar unceremoniously Were died. Were they still riding around in the Radis in those days? Probably something. I mean, new, right? Tantu- what the hell was they were still riding around in the Tanta V four in Last Jedi. <laughs> in uh, her, <laughs> in um, Rise of Skywalker. So good yeah. call, good call. Yeah, what was that ship in Last Jedi? Am I crazy? Been, I, it, I don't know. If I was thought it was the Radis. Uh, we'll have to. Look, well, yeah. we don't have Josh on today to fact check us. <laughs> Google guy. Yeah, we'll just have to wonder till next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll have to. I'm sure I'll remember that for the next. I'm still, show. I'm still looking up toys. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. It's not. I'm still looking up toys too. I they released it. the gonk. Uh, the gonk droid. The po- power well, the gong trade was prior. Well, yes. the, the power droid was prior to this fan appreciation event, and I mm-hmm. did pre-order that. Uh, I'm also a sucker for gong droids, and uh, that's a really cool figure. This Black Series Mandalorian with Beskar, who didn't see that one coming? I mean, that was pretty yeah. obvious that they were going to re- re-release that that figure in a different paint job. There is literally the only other change on it is they gave him a jetpack, mm-hmm. which is pretty tight. So that's yeah. that is a nice little upgrade on that figure, but it's basically just a repaint of the original Mandalorian figure that came out. Not a bad thing. Not There's a bad the problem. Carbonized Stormy. Yep, that, that one's one nice. Looks good. Uh, the, the but the one that I also uh, scratched my head about the the last figure in this wave. Why do they need another Darth Vader figure? Right, right. They released another Darth Vader, and people are so stoked about it. I was reading comments. Up and down about people so excited about this Darth Vader it's, figure. It's got nice cloth goods, I guess, but it's another Vader. It's just the Empire Strikes yep. Back Vader. It again. looks like the same Vader figure I got from the Power of the Force line back in like 1996. It doesn't, I mean, I know it's a Black Series figure, but okay. The Akbar's face is a little tough. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I told you. It's crazy. Uh, Tebow's but, slick, though. He's got his cool little, like, um, his pig like mask. skull mm. armor helmet thing. Oh, Tebow's yeah. awesome, man. I, I love Tebow, but look up Tebow. Look look up the actual Tebow from Return of the Jedi. He is a hideous, hideous Ewok. So, yeah, some are definitely um, more cuddly than others. Yeah, yeah, he's scary. All right, so we got all these uh, toys, and uh, I believe most of them are up for pre-order now. 
and you can get those pre-orders. I recommend Entertainment Earth. A lot of people, actually, I did have a lot of people hit me up like, it's sold out. What do I do? It's sold out. What do I do? And I go to Entertainment Earth. What are you doing? <laughs> like if it's, you know, how have you not heard of this website yet? And uh, they seem to be the only retailer that have stock of oh, any big, of these. Big bag toy store too. They were, okay. they had pre-orders. Okay. Yeah. And Josh and I found, depending on where you live, um, the shipping on one or the other will make the end up making the figure a dollar or two cheaper at one or the other depending on where you are okay so it's worth checking both. okay if you if you care about a dollar or two if not if you got it like that just roll the dice right man. yeah i mean yeah so <laughs> uh one more thing about collectors i sent the guys a actually i think i posted this i tweeted this on sw friend show I, had, I stopped into a Meyer. I know I shouldn't be doing this. I had my mask on. I had to go pick up. I had to go pick up flyers for a medical related thing. So there was a Meyer right next door. I walked in and uh, behaved. I behaved. But they. I finally saw in the wild my first Empire Strikes Back Black Series uh, figure on the on the vintage card, and it was a Han Solo in Bespin gear, smashed to hell. I mean the card was just just rocked. It was awful. And it was it was so exciting to see it sit on the peg from 10 feet away. And then as I walked closer each step, I was just mortified. I was and by the time I got to it, I was angry. I was like, how do you do this? How do you do this? Um those cards now. are pretty heavy. Those cards are heavy. You know what I'm talking about? It takes a lot of effort yeah, to damage. It was completely it. ripped. It wasn't just like wrinkled and bent. It was Yeah. Ripped. I mean, I'm a I'm a mixed bag now. Uh when I met you guys at Celebration, I was box only. I was in package, but there I have since come around to opening up some of my Black Series figures like my Revan and um you know, I have a lot of yeah, I, well, I have. I did not open up my uh, my Jedi Knight Revan. That's still in the box. But I opened up all my Mandalorian figures. They just look really cool when they're posed. And um, but I do have a mixed bag of of box versus not. But those Empire Strikes Back cards, the, the I would never ever ruin that card. And that is just what ma what makes me so upset is to see that. So I got them on pre order. They're coming eventually. Whenever they whenever they get into town. We hope you're enjoying the Clone Wars recap show on the Star Wars Friends. Subscribe to the Star Wars Friends for weekly episodes featuring the latest news, in-depth analysis, fan questions, and conversation on Season 7 of the Clone Wars. Don't forget, leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're listening on. Now, back to the Star Wars Friends. We have collector's news in the books now. Let's get to our weekly segment where we are celebrating our makers in the Star Wars community. We've had some really great makers on our show over the weeks. We had Fulcrum Dawn, so you can find them at Fulcrum Dawn, Spice Tag at Spice Tag, Rebel Art Empire at Rebel Art Empire. We had Luminous Beans Limited, Luminous Beans LTD, and I think it's at Luminous Beans L uh, on, on Instagram. And you can find all their contact information. I probably will post up a bumper on our social media this week just to call them all out. But this week we had uh, Lantern Pins, which is such a really cool maker. And I want to play the audio from Jackie that she sent into us. So let's give this a listen here. Lantern Pins. Oh, there we go. Hi, I'm Jackie from Lantern Pins. Lantern Pins specializes in enamel pins, um, jewelry, stickers, and other small accessories like handbags and backpacks. I have been a Star Wars fan for 
oh man, going on 25 years now. Um, I definitely love all the Star Wars movies. I am one of those fans that is easy to please, and I love all Star Wars. I'm happy that we're getting so much of it right now. Um, if I have to pick, I would say my favorite right now today is probably Rogue One. Um, I really enjoy that one. I love K2. In fact, I my name for my car, K2. Um, you can find more information about lantern pins on my website, www.lanternpins.com, or on my Instagram, at lanternpins. I'm also writing a special for Star Wars Friends listeners. Go ahead and use the code SWFRIENDS awesome. at checkout, and you will save 15% on your order. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yes. That's awesome. So com. Use the code SWFRIENDS. That is, I'm going to be doing that right after yep. we get off the show today because. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go order a pin or two myself. I mean, just, That's a good it's deal. a really good deal. Really good deal. Now, She's what's funny, cool I picked stuff. up. What uh, what Jackie said on there? Did you guys pick up that she named her car K two? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's pretty yeah. exciting. I don't know if I've ever named a car. I drive a Toyota Prius, and a Prius is full of batteries. So I guess the only appropriate uh, name for that would probably be Gonk Droid or something like that. You know, it's a it's a power droid. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so I got to think of a cool name like Jackie did for my car. Um, but yeah, lanternprints.com. guys. This is really cool stuff, and. I will tell you, uh, I, this is no surprise, big Amidala fan over here, and there's so much Amidala uh, merch on here. It's mm -hmm. crazy. It's gorgeous. A lot of Ahsoka. There are everything from pins to patches to uh, stickers. We have a necklace here, which is gorgeous. Um, this is really cool stuff. There's some stylized gummy bear Ewoks, which are funny. That is true. That is true. The <laughs> Yeah, they got all pork kinds pins. of stuff. The Porgs. Yeah. Yeah, the Porg pins. Uh, there's a Boba Fett. Oh, here we go, man. Kyle, I'm going to I'm gonna hold it up for Josh. There's a Boba Fett Slave 1 pin here. Um, not riding a dragon, but... Hey, I got to help Josh out here. <laughs> but there is some really cool stuff. Slave 1's cool, though. I No shade. Yeah. This is yeah. cool ship. The, so what I, what I remember from Lantern pins, I've seen these around quite a bit, is the lightsaber hearts so basically yeah that's the one i always think it's of such too. a cool design it's it's the lightsaber you know blade in the shape of a heart that curls around to the hilt and it's just really cool so this is lantern pins lanternpins.com it's a really clean and easy to browse uh web store just super awesome so use the code swfriends on checkout and get 15 percent off and like I said, I'm going to be definitely doing that once I get out of here. I want to get the Ahsoka pin. I definitely want to get the Amidala. Um, I'm getting that green and yellow lightsaber the heart. One. Don't take the last you one. You know what's crazy? <laughs> I have this. I am one with the force pin, and it was gifted to me at Celebration. Uh, I wonder if Jackie gave it to me. I'm trying to think now. I actually have that pin, uh, and I remember someone had given it to me at one point. I wonder if it was her. Hmm. Could be one of her customers. Could too. be. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Oh, these are really cool stuff. So check out Lantern Pins, please, if you are already not a customer. But hey, either way, use that checkout code. I like that. That's yeah, cool. That's, that's our awesome. first uh that's our first promo code on the first I promo like code. That. Oh, dude. <laughs> Thank you, Jackie. Thank you, Lantern Pins. And everybody, it is just so important to support your Star Wars makers. It, the the community is getting hit hard. If you're able to spend five dollars, six dollars, ten dollars, anything you you can help out with can help the makers and keep the community going because 
we've all been gifted so much incredible content uh, from these makers that are making things that we love that maybe Disney's not making, maybe Hasbro's not making. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's still to this day, I mean, they're doing better with the Ahsoka merch, but 90% of my Ahsoka merch is from independent small makers. Thrawn, that's another one that Disney just hasn't put a lot of stuff out. And that's where I found Fulcrum Dawn. And they they have the incredible Thrawn pin that I've talked about extensively on here. So if you're able, support your Star Wars makers. I will post up uh, their links on our Twitter so you can have easy access to them. And then I'll post up that promo code again on our social media so you can have access to that. Okay, let me take a deep breath here. (laughs) This has been a heck of an opening segment, and we still got a whole show to go. And of course, we are here for none other than the Clone Wars. That was like the Kool-Aid man coming in. So uh, <laughs> so we are here, of course, to talk about Season 7, Episode 7, the final season of Clone Wars. This episode was called Dangerous Dead. I actually didn't know that until this morning. I didn't pay attention to the name of the show. But this was... Um, I can't actually. I can't wait to talk about this episode. There's yeah. a lot to digest here, and of course we have we have our Clone Wars master, uh, Kyle, ready to break this thing down for us. Kyle, hit us with some backstory on this episode. Where where are we going with this one? Sure. There was um, some interesting things in here that were callbacks to to older Clone Wars episodes, which I always enjoy. Uh, like Chris said, this is season seven, episode seven. That's dangerous debt. The writers were Dave Filoni and Charles Murray again. They seem to be handling this whole arc just like the Bad Batch arc had the same writing team for all four episodes. The directors were Saul Ruiz, who has directed two episodes of Rebels. Um, He was also the 3D story artist for The Clone Wars, and he was an animator on The Force Unleashed too. so he's done quite a few things. Um, the the reason I wrote that down is because again, there's two directors on on this episode, which is not super typical, and it seems again, uh, in this case, Saul Ruiz has a extensive um, artist animation background, uh, and the other Bosco, Bosco, who I'm sure, I, I think Bosco's back, baby. Yeah, yeah, because he, he directed uh, on the wings of Kiradex. I think it's it's probably new, yeah. actually, but it's NG. It's probably Bosco yeah. new. If anyone actually knows how to say that, please feel free to. Or if anyone knows me. Bosco, um, give him a get, yeah. Or, tell him to get on the or show. Or Bosco, well, we've got fifteen minutes for you. Let's Jump go, on, baby. <laughs> um, but he's done lots of stuff. He's done lots of directing. Uh, ten episodes of Clone Wars, and including on the wings of Kirdax when I stumbled over that name previously. Oh yeah. Uh, nine episodes of Rebels, two episodes of Resistance. So he's been all over. Do the Do you know what what episodes of Rebels he has directed? I just uh, just watched Jedi Knight yesterday. Holy smokes, was that uh, powerful again? I mean, every time I watch that episode, if you don't know what I'm talking about, there's a major death in that uh, in that episode. It's very it's very heavy. Yeah, it's. it's I'd like to know heavy. what Bosco's directed in Rebels, just because I'm so um, familiar I, with. That. I actually do. I actually do have it right here. 
Um, he's done Relics of the Old Republic, mm-hmm. Blood Sisters, A Princess on Lothal. That's obviously where they met um, mm-hmm. Leia, if you'll recall. Homecoming, The Mystery of Chopper Base, yep. Visions and Voices. That's a great episode. Warhead, In the Name of the Rebellion Part 2, and Crawler Commandos. Commandeers. Crawler Commandos? Or com- is it Commandeers? Commandeers, yeah. Okay. That's on season four. Yeah, okay. I, I, I recognize most of those episodes. Those are all badass episodes. So he's done quite a few. Hell yeah, Bosco. Yeah, jump on the Star Wars Friends someday. Let's 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 yeah. make this happen. Oh, and he, he also worked on the Siege of Lothal. Sorry. Oh, okay. One, yeah, yeah, which yeah. Is yeah. Also yeah. amazing. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, two directors, which uh, I'd love, maybe if Celebration ever happens, to hear why they decide to do that for oh, some of these. Episodes. Raise your hand. Stand in the, the middle of the aisle. Raise your hand. Be nice. Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> uh, we are still in. We are still 19 years before the Battle of Yavin, and we are still on Obadiah, where they, where we ended the previous episode. Uh, the fortune cookie, which I did write down this week, is who you were does not have to define who you are, and I really like that. That's, That's great. One of my favorite ones. Um, so there's a couple things that were that showed up in this episode. I want to mention. Uh, at the very beginning, when they're all locked up, Rafa is telling this story about how her parents died, and she mentions a prison break, and this is actually from Season 1, Episode 22, uh, Hostage Crisis, when Zero breaks out of prison. Mm-hmm. This is, yes. She's referring to that exact storyline. Um, and she says there's a red-eyed alien that was blasting ships, or I don't remember the quote off the top of my head, but the red-eyed alien is Cad Bane, who helped Zero escape in that episode. Now, the ship crashing into their, I guess, their home, um, that never takes place. That happens off-screen, but this is what she's referring to is an actual storyline in the Clone Wars that we saw. Uh, She also references a female Jedi with green skin and dark robes, which if you did not know, that's Luminara Unduli, the master to Padawan learner, the traitor, Kyle's favorite. I have some, we're going to, we're going (laughs) to definitely dive into this when I get a chance to talk. Uh, I got some thoughts on this one. So yeah, she, she's a traitor. You're not saying anything wrong. She is. Um, There's a couple guest stars on this episode um, in the name of the Mandalorians up on the roof. One of them was Bo-Katan, played by Katie Sackhoff. She is uh, the de facto leader of a a warring Mandalore at this time. There's a lot going on. Too much to go into right now. There's a lot going on in Mandalore. Um, And the other one that we know for sure was Ursa Wren, who's voiced by Sharmila Devar. And that is Sabine Wren's mother, who we see in a very pivotal story arc in Rebels, but who has never appeared mm-hmm. in in Clone Wars before. So that was really cool to see these two, who are actually somewhat at odds in Rebels, uh, working together right mm-hmm. now. Uh, the last thing I've got is that they mention... There's a quote that I think Chris pulled the audio for and we'll listen to later, but she mentions Sarlacc, Sarlacc, the Jedi she met on Sarlacc, and that is also a storyline from Clone Wars. That's where uh, Season 4, Episode 14, A Friend in Need, that's where Ahsoka and Lux Bonteri meet Death Watch. Sorry. (laughs) 
also a super killer. It is episode. a good episode. It is a good episode. And I just want yeah. to give my. I, I just. What you got, Justin? Can we can we give hats off to D. Bradley Baker once again, who voiced three characters oh, yeah. in this episode. Everyone, I mean, yeah. the dude just kills it regarding the voice oh, work. Yeah. Can we get him an Emmy or something, some kind he's of award? Get a, he's like, got to get a nomination I don't this year. I think he gets enough recognition for yeah, what he next does on, the sh- on these shows, and he just it shows every week. And it's it's more it's it's so blatantly obvious how much of a uh, talent that he is as a voice actor because you you. P- you match him up against what Elizabeth Martinez? What what is who's Trace and Rafa? Whoever those actors are, they're not traditional voice actors, mm. and you can tell, you know, the the difference between a quality voice actor and just oh, we had this actor that can come in and do some lines. Right. I mean, big difference. So, some are better than others, you know. Like I would say, Freddie Prince is he's known for being an, a screen mm. actor. I think he did a great job as Kanan. Uh, some of them. Well, Freddie Prince. Let's 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 not uh, let's not. He does other like video game voice work and stuff. Yeah, too, I think, yeah. It? But he was given a lot more room. I mean, he was a pivotal central character. I'm sure they spent a lot more time with right. him than they did these other two actors. Um, yeah, that's a totally different. Yeah, thing. Um, but I, you know, if you're looking at like guest spots or whatever, uh, or guest characters, yeah. I mean, D. Bradley Baker compared to those two actors is just a light years difference. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, he does get some recognition. I know that there's been other people calling for him to get some recognition here, so we'll see. I, I mean, well deserved, well deserved, yeah. absolutely. So. All right, so we got our first and last Lux Bonteri call out on this show. Thank you, Kyle. I don't mind Lux. He's okay in my book. I can't deal with, I can't deal with Lux. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many Clone Wars characters, I'm just... Uh, Elizabeth just, Rodriguez is the name of um, Rafa Martez. I couldn't think of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, both of them. Trace and Rafa. She's also mm. a s- screen actor. Mm-hmm. Whew. Trace is, I I think she doesn't have a lot of credits, actually. I looked up and she's done a lot of commercial work and uh, okay, not she's she's new in the industry. Baby Driver was the big title off that's right, credits, that's right. So, yeah, all right. So, we have uh, we have a lot to talk about here. We have a lot of this uh, was a good episode, yeah, guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to report. I'm very happy to report that this episode turned me around on this arc. It really did. This had, I think, the best action by far. I mean, uh, tons of action in this episode. I thought it it the visual style, although different from the previous two episodes, is still absolutely stunning. Uh, first thing I thought of with those. You know, they were in that fortress in Obadiah. That's where they were held. That's how we saw the episode start in this fortress. And the visualization of this fortress. They're in like a prison block, exactly, right? Tons exactly. Of but there's there's this very dark ambient uh, nature to this fortress. But then you have the very bright lights, these very bright hyper colored lights. That are lots of red. It's so like striking. It's such a striking look. It reminded me the entire planet. The entire planet so far me, reminds me of Felucia from uh, Revenge of the Sith, where of course we know Ala Secura dies in that uh, Order sixty six fight, and then you can play Felucia on the uh, PlayStation Four Battlefront number one. That's actually a playable level on that game. But it's what what the reason why I bring that up is because that planet. Felucia has a lot of these bright neon colors, these bright, vibrant colors. And you get that in this fortress on Obadiah. That was my first takeaway was like, oh, wow, this is beautiful. So the set design that these illustrators did 
world class. The animation, we talk about D. Bradley Baker receiving an Emmy. The animation team on this show should absolutely be in the running for this because everything about this episode was fantastic from the camera work to just the overall illustration. I mean, it was incredible. It's stunning how far it's come in what doesn't seem like that long. You know, what since Clone Wars ended originally, right. I think of the season six, um, you know, it was a few years ago. We're getting older, so I guess time flies. But, um, you know, it, it it's so noticeably different in less than a decade. Yeah, I think the colors for me, the colors are so vibrant. They're just unbelievable what they can do I there. See it, I see the faces of of everything yeah. are so much more expressive agreed me. agreed so and speaking of faces it opens up with my boy blue snaggletooth yeah. uh so <laughs> it's so crazy how they keep throwing these old vintage uh these old vintage kenner figure designs into actual characters i love it i'm such a geek for it and when it opens up you see two pike guards uh running the blue snaggletooth which if you guys don't know the story of the blue snaggletooth it was it's so cool it was basically a Kenner figure that they uh, were selling in a Sears catalog. If you remember, Sears used to put out catalogs you can order stuff from pre-internet. And they it was a miss. Basically, it was a uh, <laughs> it was like a factory defect figure. It was not supposed to be a tall blue man with silver boots and silver gloves. The Snaggletooth is a tiny little character who's short and squat and had a red jumpsuit and had like monkey paws. And so it was, it was super cool. It was actually the mold that they used to put the Snaggletooth head on was from another, uh, it was an entirely different action figure line. Um, so it's a rare star Wars figure. It's a rare star Wars action figure, but they put it into animated form and that was, it kicked off the episode in style. Yeah. I loved it. I was so happy. Yeah. It was, it was basically like a, a scene transition. Yeah. yeah. They went from the cockpit and then, He's walking by, he's getting escorted by the guards by the the cell that has Trace and Rock. Yeah, so, yeah. And it's in, great. And in the Very background cool. of that scene, too, you can see Hammerhead being escorted across the back, yeah. moving from right to left as well. Um, and he comes in later on and completely kicks some pipe oh, yeah. butt. But, um, Pro wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I, I have this written down in my notes, but if it ever comes up in your real life, Rule number one of a prison break is you release all the prisoners. Hell, Creates yes. mayhem. Yep. They're your friends. You know, it's you got to let out the other prisoners. Mm-hmm. And this is why people tune into the Star Wars friends to get real <laughs> yeah, world so advice. In case you're ever imprisoned by a drug syndicate <laughs> and you need to escape, free the other prisoners. Y'all, this is it's the right thing to do. This is it's the safe thing. This to is do. free advice. We're not even charging this on a Patreon. <laughs> So, I mean, this is what you're going to get from Kyle here on the Star Wars Friends. So, How to escape prison. <laughs> so good. So good. So, all right, we get in the cell and uh, we get in this, you know, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Are they going to start off the third episode in a row with terrible dialogue? And yes and no. Yes and no. They did and they didn't. Um, basically we find out and I meant to pull the audio. I thought I did pull the audio from this. I can't find it. So maybe it's somewhere on my, my hard drive, but, uh, it goes something like this where, uh, Ahsoka starts saying like, oh, something about Jedi and then Trace and Roth are like, yeah, Jedi suck. I mean, I'm really condensing a lot of this conversation right now. Um, but <laughs> there's some paraphrasing at its best. Yeah. Yeah. But what really, you know, where it was at was Ahsoka made a mention of the Jedi. And 
Trace and Rafa were like, oh, hell no. The Jedi killed our parents, basically, right? But it, we're... Can I interject? Go ahead. Yes, please. Because I'm, yeah. Okay. Real basic. So Ahsoka says... um, they're arguing over what they should have done and why why they're in this situation. And she says that that's just the way it is. You can't profit from other people's suffering, or at least I'm not going to let. That's you. right. That's and, right. And that's when Rafa is like, "Oh, look, we got a regular. regular we got us a regular, regular Jedi over Jedi. here. People, check it out. We got a." <laughs> and they're like, "Oh," and and she says, "Well, what if I was?" That's what the line. You know, was. she still never. Yes. She never plays her hand. Yeah. She she all through that. That's the thing she does this whole episode is she kind of saves them with force abilities multiple times, but never really shows her hand. And then when she says, well, what if I was they're like, don't kid around. That's not funny. We don't joke about that because yeah, it got so serious. Why'd you bring it up then? Rafa, why if you don't like the Jedi so much, why'd you bring it up, man? You know, if it's such a short nah, listen, I don't like Rafa. I'm just I'm just digging in. I'm just digging. <laughs> We've established you're, you're on that. record yeah. with that. But it, but it gets <laughs> but here's where this is exactly why I don't like Rafa because then after that that inter, that that dialogue, the back and forth, Rafa then goes on this awful, awful table read of dialogue. It's like Elizabeth Rodriguez had the script in front of her and read it like it was a story time book. Go back and listen to how she, when we talk about voice acting and we talk about what not to do, that is like textbook what not to do. Listen to that entire uh, story that she tries to tell Ahsoka about why they don't trust the Jedi. It was just really unnatural. It's, It's like you were reading a storybook. And it's I I really now I'm regretting not pulling the audio. Um, I mean I think I thought I did, but I can't find it right now. But it's just not very good, and it makes me it makes me dislike Rafa more because I think what Rafa was saying was incredible, and it was it was building the story, and it was really setting up for some in- interesting dynamics. But because of Elizabeth Rodriguez's delivery, it fell flat for me. It just fell flat. Yeah, I I try to be really sim- sympathetic to the show. And I usually am, um, but Ashley was so good with almost no dialogue. You could hear in her like one line at the end how heartbreaking Emotion. it was yes. to her that the Jedi are involved in these things and they can seem so callous and people can hate them because in their eyes they're they're doing right. They're fighting for good. They're defending these people and that hurt her and you could feel that in in this whole soliloquy rafa wasn't able to really pull off that kind of emotion at all and this should be this was like her moment Mm -hmm. this was her to be or not to be and she like didn't really i didn't that's good i'm glad i'm not alone i'm glad i'm not alone okay it lacked a little bit of emotion in her delivery of it but the way that i kind of took it was that it happened a long time ago right and she, with how kind of tough she makes herself, I think she emotionally has moved on from that. And she is just recanting the tale to Ahsoka. But you can see on Trace, who's sitting there, it still had an emotional impact on her. Like, it it still breaks her heart when she hears it. But Rafa, I think, was like, you know what? I've moved on. F the Jedi. Like, this is what happened. Yeah, it's sad. She's hardened yes, by she's it hardened, and kind of yeah, like detached exactly, from it. Exactly. That's how I got that delivery from it. I think I would have preferred it with 
to your point, more emotion behind it because it was your parents, right? And right. And and when you hear what she stated, Luminara, who we're assuming is Luminara, quoted to her, the words fell on deaf ears, right? Like that's right. that's. I mean, and I wrote it in here. She says, um, you know, is a she was a, a beautiful Jedi. Uh, what did she say? Piercing eyes, uh, green skin. Um, and she quotes, uh, I had to make a choice, but not to worry. The force will be with you. And those were the words of this Jedi to Trace and Rafa. And it's like, what the hell, man? Here, like our parents just died. They Well, and to a Jedi, that means yes, something. And to these people, exactly. it means nothing. It, they're like, what the heck? Like, it doesn't save us. We're now orphans. It doesn't help us with our business. It doesn't help anything that we have learned to love and grown from to this point um and it just felt the words fell on deaf ears so that's i i understand why she's hardened by it at this point that's what i'm saying i i think that i think that overall i think that it it is an emotional it's an emotional story and it should have been a, a great moment for character building and, and some drama uh and just character dynamics really expand the characters of trace and rafa but it was that delivery but guys we we keep saying it's luminara who's to say it's not kit fisto because it's a female Jedi. No, oh, they lady. might not know the difference. <laughs> if you've never seen one of those crazy Kit Fisto okay. aliens before, you obviously missed the episode where Kit Fisto is shirtless swimming oh, around. Oh, I did not um, miss it. Defending the I Mon did not Calamari, miss it. and he's and, a man. Uh, yes, but he won. And how dare you? Is that? But was he shirtless when he uh, when he talked to Tra- when he talked to Trace and Rafa? Uh, that's what I'm saying. Don't discount if it. If he was, Rafa would be into Jedi way more than she is. Lumin- <laughs> oh my God. Luminar is getting a lot of hate, unfounded. It, Luminar was not named. Not she, named. She was not. It, I'm telling not you named. what Wikipedia told me. Kit Fisto. That's where I'm standing. It's a, it's a, it was a misdirect. Uh, they might have just got the gender, on alien the, genders. On the dangerous debt Wikipedia page, it says <laughs> later, a female Jedi with green skin and dark robes. That part is blue, and you can click the link. And when you click the link, it goes to Luminara. And, and isn't and Luminara's robes black? But <laughs> yeah, Kit dark. Fisto's is brown. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's Luminara. I'm just, you know. <laughs> I'm hoping that it but wasn't because I, hat on there for a minute. I can't, I can't do Luminara and Barris Offie. I can't have both but, of them let I, me down. In fa- but in fairness, I don't think it was, she was trying to, well, she, she didn't she do anything, anything wrong. wrong. She was trying to console. They painted her to be a monster. But in the way that she well, did that's it. The, was, that's the nature of the yeah. Jedi during the Clone Wars. That's their whole thing. I know. It's the whole thing. Oh, I get it. I get it. I'm just trying to defend Luminara here. She's so what, got a lot of Chris hate online this week. Is Luminara and Barris were in cahoots. <laughs> to set up Ahsoka. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, How dare you? Oh, my God. I mean, what, no, I knew they were going Luminar, and I was like, no, why? Why did they yeah. throw her under the bus? It could have been anyone else. Sus 18, like, like get, throw him under the bus. Like, what do you, what do you, <laughs> what do you throw do? Luminar under the bus? Uh, everything. It, was... <laughs> it would have been Trash Master Windu that did some bullcrap like that, really. <laughs> right, dude. Oh, and not even have a second thought about it. Oh, totally. He's too busy. Oh, sorry, forces with you. Bye. <laughs> so yeah. busy. Uh, got to go chop up more B1 <laughs> battle droids. I'm up to 100 billion, yeah, trillion, gotta, trillion, bagillion, Got to get my death count up. Um, so we have another, we have a Zero the Hut reference. Kyle, you already talked about this. Mm-hmm. Zero the Hut is all these other huts, man. I just talked about this on the live stream. Oh, I love Zero. Oh, I think he is. Hilarious. Hilarious. He's got, he's like so slimy and he's got this like gross southern no, no, drawl. No, no, no. Uh, 
so, he's purple. Oh man! So you guys great. can't so see because this is a podcast. But I've had my head in my hands the entire uh, zero. The Hutt. I wish we. Sh- I wish we pulled a uh, a zero. The Hut quote from season one, episode. 22. Let's do a zero. The Hut character study so show. Let's All do a I character is, study on zero. Oh, they I'd get him it. out and they put him in the speeder and the IG <laughs> droids driving him away. And he's like, "We must report back to the Senate building." He goes, "No, no, no, no." And he's like. <laughs> What are you doing, stupid droid? Oh, we can't go there. It's like, what no. did they do with the huts, man? I, like here, okay. The most preposterous thing about the huts is that the, George Lucas signed off on all of this. That is that is pure George Lucas stamp of approval. They go see his like giant, <sighs> slimy, sweaty mom. It's awesome. Mm-mm. No, man. I can't deal with any of these huts, man. Oh, oh there's the <laughs> yeah. Kyle's holding up the zero of the hut glamour shots right now. I uh hey, I got my uh, character encyclopedia. Baby. Who's the hut with the monocle? Cuz I hate him too. I forget that hut. Oh, yeah. he he does have a yeah. name. What is it? This Dude, the huts were everything about the he huts. He gets cut down. Yeah, though, he does. He the, does. By the mall, the brothers mall. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing though. The huts to me, I mean, growing up with Return of the Jedi. Oh, Zero, sorry. Zero is Jabba the Hutt's yeah. uncle. Oh yeah. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh But growing up with the uh, Jabba the Hutt from Return of the Jedi, that that puppet was so ghastly and so terrifying and uh that was what i always thought the huts were and then you read the novels in the expanded universe and they're just they're just really just brutal you know brutal gangsters hey man huts are individuals with personalities and then, and then just they make these like jackass huts. just like humans just <laughs> like <laughs> or whatever fucking oh i just dropped the f word <laughs> I, I got so mad about zero uh, <laughs> but Dang. these huts these these wild he was a bad dude too you know they're just he was blackmailing the whole hut crime I know, but they don't need to have that much personality, man. Speaking hut tees, be ominous. Anyways, the Southern drawl is just, I guess, what got me I the most. It. It's just so dumb. It. All right, all right, let's let's get the hell off the huts. Uh, <laughs> switch gears, and we're not even we're not even four minutes into the episode of uh, of we Dangerous Tangent. <laughs> Hi, this is Delilah S. Dawson, your Star Wars friend, and you are listening to the Star Wars Friends podcast. an angel for a helpless baby Yoda? Every day, baby Yoda is chased by bounty hunters and abused by scout troopers, and he's crying out for help. Please click the subscribe button on your screen and join the Star Wars friends with a monthly gift right now. For only 60 calamari flan a month, you'll help rescue baby Yoda from their abusers and provide food, shelter, Jedi training, and Beskar armor. Subscribe now and follow us on Twitter in the next 30 minutes to receive this tweet with a gif of Baby Yoda, who's been given a second chance thanks to you. Baby Yoda needs our help, so please, 
subscribe, rate, and review right away. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who played Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian. Happy to be your Star Wars friend. You're listening to the Star Wars Friend Show. We hope you're enjoying the Clone Wars recap show on the Star Wars Friends. Subscribe to the Star Wars Friends for weekly episodes featuring the latest news, in-depth analysis, fan questions, and conversation on Season 7 of The Clone Wars. Don't forget, leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're listening on. Now, back to the Star Wars Friends. So uh, so they take the Pike Guards take uh, Rafa out of the cell to go interrogate her and it led to one of my favorite scenes in all of interrogate Let's oh like... dude here it goes this is torture right. for this to be real <laughs> where is the spice oh yeah now he said that to trace but that's the 88 droid which once again is Tom it's based off the torture droid from return of the jedi where uh he is torturing the gonk droid he's basically putting an iron to his feet or something. Um, but the one thing about the 88 droid is that, I mean, this is the first time we actually get to see this droid really torture a person and that it is just such a creepy looking. Mm. Oh, droid. I mean, picture this by design. It's made to torture yes. people. It's got a hunchback and a freaking limp. Yes. It's a droid with a limp yes. and it like drags its Dead leg. Eyes. Like, it's the most disgusting, like creepy, like assistant to Doctor Jekyll yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I into like this is the machine out of the catalog. Like, oh, let's order one of these <laughs> right. hunchback limp droids to right. uh, torture people right. so we can get information out of it. Oh, he's so creepy! I was so happy to see him in this episode. Pick up a Roomba too. <laughs> yeah. But he, you know, he's got his he's got his uh, electric claws and he's just clanking them together. And it's just super freaky. Uh, I can't. I would love to see one of those in live action do that. That's a that's a really cool mm-hmm. droid. I always liked that design from back in the day, though. It's actually you more... heard it here first, people. We need more live action torture. We do yes. <laughs> Let's bring it on. Uh, Not nearly enough. <laughs> but the other thing that I that I found was so bizarre about this episode is the Pike the Pike guards. Their voices are so just like ge- generic human voice. It's just like, oh, this is Larry over in Tools. He, uh, hey, Steve, can you come be a pike yeah. real quick? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? There's nothing scary about him at all. They're like, all right, all right, you know, whatever. Uh, but they do sound like tax accountants. There's nothing, uh, you know. There's no, there's no, there's no filter on their voice. There's no like, look, like, like creepy. Look, not every alien can be terrifying. Some of them are just out there trying <sighs> normal, to do the best they can. Aliens. They did just a regular. He's a just a regular. They pike. did such a good job on uh, the Bad Batch arc with that one alien species. Like it's not it's escaping mm. my head right now. Where they didn't even they didn't even have subtitles for him. Um, Pol-tex. Poltex. You know why? Why did they drop the ball on these pikes so much? Anyways, all right. So Rafa gets tortured. Doesn't say anything. She gets thrown back in the cell, and all of a sudden, Trace in her fourteen-year-old, which I've come to the agreement that she's definitely easily fourteen, uh, mm-hmm. because she throws a a, a little, uh, I, I guess, a fit when Rafa gets thrown back in the cell, and the Pikes are like, "Oh no, we're not dealing with this," and they grab Trace to now interrogate her, and they stun Ahsoka with the with the stun Pike or so. I don't know what the heck they had, mm-hmm. but they. That- 
baton. Yeah, the baton. They stun her. She's down. Um, and Trace is... Trace does do a nice move, yeah. though. Oh, that was... She's okay, old, uh, She does a nice little fake, fake faint. Uh, she pretends to faint because she's scared, and then she snatches a blaster and... And uh, and then she came out blasting like the <laughs> the always sunny meme. Yeah, yeah. she uh, yeah. So she's getting hauled into the same room that Rafa got interrogated in, and that eight D eight droid. You get to see this creepy long shot of the droid kind of coming into frame, and uh, and then he busts out that where is the spice audio? Oh, dude, that was so tight. But that still to this day, those Pike blasters are pretty wimpy. But it it was effective. It was an effective blaster, and it was a nice move. It she's was. I, it's effective against yeah. the. Pikes. Yeah, that's really I give good it up for too. I give it up for Trace. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be able to have the wherewithal yeah. to uh, to run that whole scheme that she did there, but it she did not want to get tortured. No, that's hell sure. no. At, at first, I thought here comes that Jar Jar moment that Josh was talking about last week, where she's just going to blunder her way out of it and like <laughs> do it. But she actually made a, <laughs> a, a, no- yeah, a, a knowledgeable move, took advantage of the situation got enough distance from the guards and started to take off. But it yeah. was as she's running down that hallway and she yells, it was very reminiscent of Han in a new Han Hope Solo, running yes. through the hallway. And I was like, oh, that was almost... Uh, yeah. Yes! But I was like, she's running away from people, so I don't know that I would be yelling because then they can just yeah. kind of follow you yelling. <laughs> but <laughs> right. um, it... And and, yeah, they, and did. they did, yeah. and then you know, Ahsoka sees him run by the cell and she's like, what the hell is going on here? So, all right, take advantage of the moment. I'm glad you caught the Han yeah. the Han moment too, because that was that was a nice yeah. little throwback. I mean, what you compared Trace to Luke Skywalker last week, Kyle, and then now uh, now Trace is getting the Han Solo treatment. There, Trace is she's working her way up. She's just trying to make one man feel like a thousand. That's all. <laughs> I wonder who Trace is going to get compared to next week. Uh, so with that, she definitely has this cool breakout scene. I thought it was cool. I thought it was a great yeah. scene. Yeah, and, it was good. Um, what we did see was a throwback to our boy Mace Windu um, when the code breaker Mace Windu from the Bad Batch episodes where he was trying to figure out the uh, the Sudoku puzzle and he's using the force through the force. Oh, the trash master Windu. Yeah, you know, he's flipping what? buttons with the force powers. Which, by the way, know? she goes, I only have one shot at this. It's an on-off button. It's not a code like Mace was trying to get with the lock sequence for the, the That the was bomb. a weird piece of dialogue. She's like, I got one shot at this. I'm like, turn it off. Like, it's not a, like, how hard could that be? I was like, do you mean, do you mean like this is the moment because right, there's right. Yeah. A, like a diversion? But like, it seems like she could have unlocked the the cell at pretty anytime much. she yeah. wanted to or maybe or as many times as or was needed. it because no one was around or, and she didn't want to show her force powers people would find people. out yeah. that could be that, yeah there you go that's uh, that's a weird phrasing yes. though like she should have said this is my chance or this is my opportunity right. or something I, like I that. i wonder if mace windu taught her that skill how to use the force <laughs> through a force field because of that beautiful bad batch episode where we got 15 minutes of mace just staring at numbers for <laughs> <laughs> do you do you expect a force field to block the use of the force? I don't ex- no, no, not at all. I don't. No, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm just l- wondering. Uh, there's a lot of similarities there between those two moments. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I definitely think that Ahsoka's use was way more uh, useful. We got, uh, but she broke out. She got out. She mm-hmm. used her force power to flip that switch. And of course, they're running well, out. That's of right around when um, Trace is getting snatched. Yeah. She ran headfirst into that pike, and he grabs her up. And that's when she finally takes my advice of freeing all the other prisoners. <laughs> right, freeze that's the uh, hammerhead. A, uh, 
Yeah, dude, there he was some, havoc on some people. Who was in there? He's a big dude. He's yeah. scary. I wouldn't want him. I love, I, I, yeah, there was an Ithorian in a week. Yeah, that's right. he, he was one that I enjoyed playing with as a kid because he was always slightly taller than the other figures, and oh, he just yeah. looked like he could, you know, do exactly what he did: pick people up, shuck them across. The yeah, room. right. Yeah. Yeah, apparently he's quite yeah. strong. Oh, yeah, he wouldn't would look imagine. it. He wouldn't look it. He's kind of lanky. No, he's, they look so mm-hmm. tame. But <laughs> so, so he he was in prison. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So they they end up colliding into each other. Uh, Trace, Rafa, and Ahsoka. They did the hysterical, you know, um, comedy scene where one's coming around slapstick comedy. One's coming around the corner. The other one's running down the hallway, and then boom, they hit each other, and then they all fall on the ground. Um, so when they when they finally are like, oh snap man like you're here cool all right and then they had their little dialogue and back and forth but then ahsoka's like i was coming to let you out no we were coming to get you right right like let's just get the hell out of here you know let's go so they figure you know they figure it out they end up going outside of the fortress onto a uh you know like like a platform traditional star wars platform yeah with there was one thing i wanted to mention here i i talked about last episode how i feel like Ahsoka isn't quite confident in herself to take a stance and be the leader and take yeah. charge and how we're kind of bridging that gap between Padawan Ahsoka and the Ahsoka we know in Rebels. And it's not a it's not a huge thing, but right here is the first time when she actually says, this is the way we're going. Yes. I'm the tiebreaker. Yes. We're going this way. Follow me right now. And because, you know, their backs are against the wall. So I think we're seeing in crunch time when there's real danger she's taking charge she's using the force she's tossing people across bridges and pulling out pikes so we can shoot them and all these Mm -hmm. things agreed agreed yeah well said i mean i noticed that too um where she finally just had to i mean she had to there was no other way around it, you know, and and so they go on the platform, and she is strategically using uh, the force so that Trace and Rafa don't see her knock over barrels to put up barricades. Uh, but what was really funny is that they escape out on the platform. They're taking cover. Ahsoka uses the force real quick to put some barrels in front of the doorway so that when the pikes come out, they get blocked up. And then uh, Rafa, no, I'm sorry, Trace shoots the barrels, which were explosive barrels, and you get this beautiful explosion, (laughs) but then, of course, you get the Wilhelm scream, and it is the first Wilhelm scream that I remember uh, in a long time in Star Wars, which, if you don't know what the Wilhelm scream is, it's classic classic Foley art, where um, anytime they needed to put a a scream in a movie, they had this one... they had this one screen. Like that, yeah. yeah, it's the same. It's from a really old Western, yeah. I think, actually. And Star Wars was notorious for using the Wilhelm scream in every single movie uh, up until the latest. And um, they've definitely used it in Rebels. They've definitely used it in other Clone Wars episodes. So I'm so happy that they put the Wilhelm scream in this episode. It was that, a delight for me. And you had that rainbow explosion again. It was beautiful. Like when the ships mm-hmm. blew up uh, with... Um, uh, when... Uh, uh, what is it? Wrecker blows up the ships at the yeah, end of that, yeah. that uh, the Bad Batch episodes. It's that same kind of colorful explosion. So it must be a fuel of some kind that yeah. does that. Because I don't remember yeah. seeing that before this season. But no, it, it's, it was it's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah, it does look good. So we have this, uh, and then of course they have to escape from the explosion, and then they're on this classic Star Wars catwalk that is massive, <laughs> Retracting. right? Like. <laughs> Yeah, and of course there's danger there, and um, you know Ahsoka uses the Force again 
to to knock down even more barrels when Trace and Rafa aren't aren't looking. So within moments of each other, she used the force uh, several times. So she's becoming also more, it's becoming more of a necessary component for this escape. I mean, she used the force three times in just a few minutes, breaking out of the cell. She used it to toss um, Trace over this gap because Trace was making the jump and she she wasn't going to make it. And Ahsoka boosted her. And then we see again, Rafa, who's already done this twice, is ready to ditch Ahsoka. She's like, "Oh, it's cool. We'll come back for you." Uh, and and says to Trace, "Well, we'll she'll never make it. Whatever. Let's go." She's still trying to ditch her. And then Ahsoka jumps right over their heads with her like sweet Jedi flip and lands behind her, behind them, and they can't even find her. And that's when she gives them the, uh, "I'm yep. more athletic than I <laughs> yeah. look," which that I thought good. was like yeah. a really funny. That line. was good. That was good. But yeah, she definitely force pushed Trace, and uh, that's interesting. That was, I mean, that was blatant. Uh, a, a, that was a blatant display of Jedi power, but no one caught it because the because the drama, of the moment, and the the danger of the moment. Rafa did say that's not normal, but we don't have time right now. And, oh, you mean and, with the Ahsoka jump? Running. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Rafa was kind of shitty uh, in that moment. <laughs> she was just gonna ditch Ahsoka. Like, oh yeah, I did not appreciate that, Rafa. I don't. I, yeah, you still haven't won any points for me yet. I mean, you're not going to make them with comments like that. So um, they, they of course, all three are now on the other side of the platform, and now they go into running down. I don't know stairs. what this is. Is it like a depot? Uh, is it a? It's. I think it's actually Obadiah City. Okay, so they're in the city. Obadiah I think they're still Central within like the like Pike. That, yeah. They're still within like the Pike base at this point. Some kind of shipyard or loading station which is why they had that platform going up they're running downstairs but this platform is constantly like moving up and there's multiple ones so i think they're in some kind of pike depot but at, that's where they see that gate and they go there's our way out and that takes yeah, them that out gate goes the to city. obadiah yeah. city there you go okay yeah. okay so they're at the so they're gonna split up ahsoka's gonna go up the tower to open the gate <laughs> Because she says, you must think that's the yeah. the more difficult <laughs> that job. That was great. But that was great. <laughs> While they we're, we're all in agreement on this, there. though. The guard on the lift. So Rafa yes! goes to try to take his pike dude. and clearly struggles with him. And then the other two she come sucks. in and kind of help. This dude gets knocked down and his upper body is hanging off the half of this platform as it's moving Whoa. upwards. Yeah. He gets decapped. He has to 100% decapped. got bisected. Yeah. Hundred percent got chopped and nothing. Like, and like, if this was a live action show, they would have had blood and guts dumped yes. all over. Yes, he got cut. Well, and you would have yeah, seen the like, top half yeah. of the torso like just fall back right. down, dangling right. there by intestines or something. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. Trace is fourteen years old and didn't even uh, didn't even blink when when that when that pike yeah. got decapped on that lift. It made I me. I guess when the camera cut, he must have slid back in. Yeah, there he just slid really, in. Oh, yeah, really, yeah. really fast. That was gruesome. though. <laughs> I'm glad you noticed that because I was like, damn, dude, they went hard <laughs> on that scene uh, for sure. 100% yeah. got cut in half. So, so after that, yeah, they go do their thing and uh, what, Trace spots the angel, the silver angel on top of a uh, platform mm-hmm. high high above him and they got to find a way to get up there. She's committed to getting to it even though her sister wants to find a ship. just get on whatever ship we can and get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, which I think is a smarter Probably one move. of the smarter things she's yeah, ever I think said. It's a smarter but... move. I mean, Silver Angel's a piece of junk, dude. What we call it, the rusty bucket last episode or something. Well, and then they, they are they are adding 
Grand Theft spaceship to their list. They've of already crimes, committed. I, guess, a, I mean, dude, they're escaping from a crime syndicate. They dump so the spice. Out even. They dump the spice. They're in in the Star Wars galaxy. There's very few things that are worse than dumping the spice. I mean, because now you have a death mark on your head yeah, for the rest of your life. You'll get a death mark on your head. That's for that's sure. what I'm saying. Yeah. So there we are. Um, and then where? So I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to remember when did Ahsoka meet back up with them? Because there was a there was some dialogue between Rafa and Ahsoka, where um, that's you know, yeah, yeah. Well, they're together yes. this whole time, and then they split up, and Ahsoka goes and yeah, they're walking to this point where where they decide that one of them's got to open the gate and the other one has to, the others have to distract the guards. So Ahsoka goes up the lift to the tower where, where she That's right. has this That's really right. well choreographed fight scene yes. with a handful of pikes um, while Trace and Rafa are basically end up pinned down at the gate. And then I'm actually looking at it right now. So there's five pikes up here who get in a few good shots on Ahsoka, but she she ultimately like whoops all of them and then she sees trace and rafa pinned down and she goes down to meet them basically to rescue them and she starts using the force to grab the pike's hand that this is like very specific but she's grabbing the hand that is holding the gun and yanking it up in the air so not only can they not shoot the martez sisters but they are also like yanked out into the open, standing. Yes, there. that was so great. The sisters can, can like mow them down. That was great. And um, again, they're like, "Hey, good shot." They're like really proud <laughs> right, of themselves, right. even though Ahsoka here's basically. My, here's just my did question, the whole thing. though, right? So when they separated at that moment, and this is kind of what bugs me with the Jedi overall. Since Phantom Menace, the when you see Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, when the droidicas come rolling up and they knew they couldn't take them, they use the force run to run all the way down to the other end of the hallway. She's mm. sneaking around in this lot, and you see her normal run behind the guard, right? She waits for her moment. He's turned the other way, and then she normal runs. Why don't they use the force run more often and just go right across? She's got to learn that skill, man. Got to learn the skill. Like maybe she she didn't them. go to the same planet as Cal Kestis and didn't acquire that skill. She's <laughs> have enough of. The, I don't know why? No, you're right. There's, you're there's right. a lot of instances where you can say, "Well, why didn't the right. Jedi's just like, use use it here? Use the force? Why didn't they just force that that up?" Yeah, I mean that's a good point. I I would love. To, I mean that could be a good question for someone like Filoni. I would love to hear Filoni's answer on that. Like, how come some Jedi use? You know these these powers and others don't. Do they not know them? Do they not have they not learned them yet? Like some some Jedi's haven't learned how to um, like how Qui Gon was the first Jedi that we were told that could show his physical manifestation from beyond. I mean, you if, know, and then taught that skill to Yoda and uh, yada yada yada. If, if I, I don't can, know if you can use the Force run and you've got a lightsaber and and just like uh, you know when um, when they go into like hand, more close combat, right? You should be using yeah. that thing all the time, like Ninja Gaiden, just whoosh, 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 slicing left and right, be crazy. cutting them down instead yeah. of normal speed. I, my only guess is that because a Jedi uses the Force for knowledge and defense, mm. and we see things where, like, when Anakin is floating the pair and doing silly things like that with the Force, and he says, well, Master Yoda would never approve. Uh. And yet, so, like, when is it appropriate appropriate to use the force and i think every jedi has 
their own like stance yeah. on those yeah. kinds of yeah. things. It's like a very gray area yeah. of what is self-serving and egregious and that's like so also so deep but i think there's something of that once to it. once ahsoka knocks out all those guards in the towers did you guys catch that the one that was passed out on the door and when she opened he it again he just down. fell like, down kicks him down well, the chute fell that, when she opened yeah. the door <laughs> i'm like that guy's dude dead. that was my oh. favorite shot in the entire show uh because it was an overhead shot. The the trap door or the door opened mm-hmm. and the body fell and the camera actually went with the body uh, and Ahsoka. And it was this seamless one shot that was like, holy crap, I've never seen that in animation she before. Did that cool, like slick it was slide. So cool. I was like, well, so he, cool. But he, yeah, he was passed out. Now he's dead. <laughs> yeah, like, we, we no got a decap. That. So so episode or the episode seven, uh, we got a decap and we got a body falling from uh, a high a height. High height. She, I swear she kicked it because it was in her way and she like kicked it down the hole and then jumped on the ladder and slid. You guys yeah, have to rewatch it. I thought she just sure. opened the door and he fell um, down, but yeah. So they so they did and all this. They get out. So they're 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 escaping, but when does when do they uh talk to the goat? That's when that's do they after talk to they the get goat? out. Is that's it yeah, after? right after this. So they go through that gate and then I don't know if you guys noticed this, but as soon as they get through that gate, they're basically out into the city. Mm-hmm. So they're, they have a little bit of safety because they're not in the Pike's compound mm-hmm. anymore. And Rafa, uh, Rafa and Ahsoka are talking, and Ahsoka's like, um, you might be cut out for this life, but Trace definitely yep, isn't. Yep. And she's giving her the lecture. But the, we see the the two guys, that the Athorian and the weak way that were let out of prison, walk back behind them i did not notice that at in all in the background right <clears throat> behind them while they're having this com- conversation that'll be a fun rewatch and he's uh he's in that classic like from the the old kenner toys where he's got the just like the blue the blue, the blue uh like onesie one blue that's yeah that's exactly what he's uh and that's where <laughs> that's when they encounter the beggar who asks them Yes. Do you guys have and any credits? Him right and he, yeah. They said no. And I do have audio from that. I do have audio from that. So, okay. So, here we are. So, we're at the Goat Man. Let's take a listen to this. Also, D. Bradley Baker. Hey, got any credits? I need something to eat. Do I look like I have credits? Well, if you didn't, I wouldn't be asking. We're busy right now. Get out of here. Come on. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> the burp. You never answered my question. In my life, when you find people who need your help, you help them, no matter what. I mean, yeah, that's uh, that's Mm. the Jedi way. I love that. It's the Jedi way. Um, Rafa, once again, no points. Rafa's so in the negative. She's so in the negative with me in the point category. I don't know how she's going to get out of this hole. But I still still think Rafa's going to do something genuine on this last episode. But But, all right, so... that goat guy reminded me of Jim Brewer doing a little bit, a little bit. Yes. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> Do you have any crack credits? <laughs> so goat guy, which is a weird alien, just a weird alien uh, that you would have a humanoid goat. Uh, so maybe it is an inside joke on Jim Brewer. You know, maybe yeah. Dave Filoni loved that skit, um, but just a weird alien. So we do that, and we we show Rafa's true colors. We we see Ahsoka's true colors, and then. Um, the goat guy gets harassed. They by... have mentioned multiple times when Ahsoka says stuff like that, that that's how Rafa and Trace's mother was. Mm. Um, yeah, because Ahsoka says the whole, when you find people who need your help, you help them no matter what. And um, 
I guess that's just who I am. And and Rafa says that that reminds me of someone I knew, and she means her mom. That's what I was Trace wondering. What that was? Said the same. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. wondering who that was. I was like, dang, did they know Luminara on Dooley or what? Like, um, <laughs> she says, yeah, I knew someone who used to talk like that. And then Ahsoka says, yeah, Trace told me, and that's what that's the story Trace was telling Ahsoka while Rafa was being tortured. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, her mom was kind of an idealist. Huh, I mean. Or, or just a general good person, I guess you could take it that way. She should have taken her kids up to Topside. She sh- they should have went up to Topside sometimes because she never got they to were, see Topside. They were top poor, side, man. You know? Couldn't afford it. Oh, just, that's a weird life. You know, I was thinking They're of, disenfranchised, Chris. I was thinking about that the other day, though. All those people in Coruscant just live in the... Like, they just live underground? They never, they never those, go up to All those sunlight? people just live in the projects? No, they, they I'm just saying... They never go to the nice neighborhoods? Kyle, I'm yeah, just man, saying they don't get it. any sunlight at all? <laughs> No sunlight. There's the sun. The sun peaks down there oh through the like God. central part. Mm-hmm. I would just figure that they would be like, I mean, really ghoulish living in the living in the the underbelly. Well, th- think about it this way: if there are over one thousand three hundred different levels of Coruscant, they could not physically all go to the top. There's not even room. I think I actually re- wrote that down in a previous episode. The top level currently is like 5,037, and they were on 1313. So there's another, you know, 1,013, yeah. 4,000 some yeah, odd. There's yeah. a I ton of levels in between where they want to go, and there's even a ton of levels between where they're at and below that. So um, it's, it's maybe not as bad as what's down below. Incomprehensible. I cannot even fathom. Uh, <laughs> What's the? It's the. It's the. The Jedi, the politicians, and the wealthy people, literally living in an ivory. Those John Williams one percenters. Yeah. <laughs> totally. All right. So so we we have this, but here they are. They're they're after the goat guy. The goat guy is like. He gets harassed by some pikes. He's like, "Yo, pikes, you got money." Then he sees the hologram of um, of the Spice Girls, and he's like, "Oh, I just saw yeah, the Spice Girls." Too. He's like, uh, "They're right there." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Convenient. Yeah, <laughs> he's like right behind. Him. Yeah, so that was good. And then at this time, they kind of split off again, and um, we get the first glimpse of some really incredible characters. Um, uh, it was the biggest surprise of the show for me. You got to, um, you were inside of a helmet. So after they split off and they run away from the pikes, you find yourself inside of a, of a, at the time I was like, Oh, we're inside a helmet. Is this a Mandalorian or is this someone else? And then of course it pulls back to three Mandalorians in, in robes. And I do have the audio from that because this was, this was pretty tough. You skipped one little part. There was, um, so the Pikes see him and there's a chase and they're like chasing them through the streets where there's a, <clears throat> a really cool like speeder crash that we don't, we oh, see a lot of spaceships right. exploding, right. yeah. but you don't see speeders crash on, on a planet surface very often. So that was cool. But also as Ahsoka doesn't bump into her, but the Martez sisters do bump into one of the Mandalorians fully cloaked and, That's right. and hooded. That's right. And um, you just see that the, the basically the the face shield of that helmet poking through as they're running through the surface mm-hmm. streets, and then a few minutes later we see them up on the. I did the forget about that. that I forgot about, about that bump scene. From. You're right. That's you're right. right. So all right, let's play this audio from the roof scene of the Mandos. Let's get this going here. 
What do you think? I'm not sure. It could be the Jedi I met on Karlak, but if it is her, what is she doing here? Her presence could compromise our mission. Perhaps, but don't forget we have a common enemy. Let's keep track of her. She could be of use to us. Damn! <laughs> All right, I'm into that. <laughs> the return I mean, is really cool. Obadiah is a very small world. Small world. They, uh, yeah, that's what I'm curious about is I understand why they're interested in Ahsoka. And side note, Bo-Katan pulls down her rangefinder and used her rangefinder, which is always cool. Mm -hmm. They don't do that a lot. And we got to see it like from her perspective as she was following Ahsoka. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious as to why these three Mandos are on Obadiah. Yeah. Obadiah. Yeah, because there's there's problems on Mandalore, which I'm I imagine that's why they're here because the I, I guess I'm answering my own question, but the Pike Syndicate is involved with Darth Maul, right. who are, they are at war with. Um, so maybe they're doing some kind of research in that regard. But um, I'm really curious to see how this pans out and how these these three Mandos, and we don't know who the third one is. I mentioned who the other two are, but they are surely going to lead to this connection between where Ahsoka is right now on Obadiah and the Siege of Mandalore. Right. I am yeah. I'm here for it. I'm excited to see how that goes down. Yeah, so that was uh that was awesome. That was uh that was probably <laughs> the most surprising uh point in this entire arc. I mean of course, these mandos in the cloaks are slick so too. Cool. I've never seen a like so cool. cloaked up like assassin Mandalorian a like vintage, this. Agreed. Really vintage tight. collection of that would look great. Yes, like that soft yes. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there we are, and you know, from there, um, you know, so you get this awesome scene with the Mandalorians, um, and you know, we end up we end up leaving the Mandalorians. That that's gonna be that thread will be picked up. I'm assuming early next uh, episode where they will probably help them break out again. But I mean, bottom line is we, you know, Ahsoka gets on this really cool like mini tank thing. I don't even know what the heck that thing was, but it was they just like a called lifter. it like a a re something a repulsor lift vehicle or. or a Something I looked up and they didn't call it anything specific, just a repulsor, which is weird. If it's like a forklift, why does generic. it have guns? <laughs> well, yeah, well, I, I was curious about that too. <laughs> right, right. Weird. So we're we're in another escape moment um, where they they just been running this whole episode. They're just this jailbreak has been uh, you know this has been twenty minutes of jailbreak here and. Yeah, she gets on this this uh, repulsor lifter with cannons or whatever this thing is, and um, they try to break out again, but they're not so lucky. They basically had a trap sprung in the uh, in the I guess the city gate area um, where they ran into a roadblock of pikes, and they got picked up again by the pikes. And right. so, so here they are. He was pretty yeah, smart. Fife. Yep. It, it was a pretty trap. slick fight scene. Yeah, it, it was a slick fight scene with this like loader thing that I don't because it, it's very much like a construction equipment, but it does yeah. have blasters on it, which doesn't make sense. But um, <laughs> right. she did some she was uh, pretty nice with that thing. She was doing some good maneuvers. And then when they got to the gate, it was they were ready for it. Yeah. It was no good. It was all over. And they ended up right back where they started. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. They got thrown back in the cell, man. And 
Yeah, I mean, it was basically just a giant circle episode. Um, and it, but they were seen by those Mandalorians. Yeah, that is true. That is the one big which thing. Which is the the main plot. Well, and point. I thought it was funny because they get thrown back in the cell, right? And she's trying to like talk to Marg Krim again, right? The blue Hawaiian shirt guy. Um, you know, Rafa's sitting there trying to bargain with him <laughs> yeah. again. Like, hey, we'll do a job for the great Marg Krim, right? And he's like, dude, you already botched the first one. Like, why would I do that? And, you know, yeah. he says, she's like, well, what are you going to do? Just torture us again until like, he's like, I'm not even worried about the spice now. I'm just going to torture you at this point. And, right. Um, but it, it was interesting because Rafa apologizes in that scene to Trace and Ahsoka for getting them into it. And in that in that apology, right, you can kind of see and hear in her voice that she's genuinely sorry for it. Um, because I think she finally realizes the situation that they're in. They can't get out of it. It's something that she, right. they, they got into. There's no way they're getting out of it at this point. And I think she's trying to make amends um, with her sister and Ahsoka. And, and the, the in line was great because she says, you know, uh, uh, Ahsoka says, we live and learn, Rafa. And, and then Trey steps in and says, yeah, but for how much longer? And I Yeah, think I got that audio big, right here. The big yeah. thing is, is it, they go back and forth between the Pikes wanting their spice back and then him basically saying, well, I'm not even concerned about the spice. I just, I'm just going to torture you at this point. As long as they don't tell them where the spice is, I think the Pikes will keep them alive because they want their money back in some way, shape, mm. or form. Killing them, they're just going to take a loss. And you can tell they're more concerned with having their money back than they are with killing sure. the three of them. So I think she, she might've also realized that Ahsoka came back for them and she mm -hmm. didn't trust anybody and she was ready to leave Ahsoka behind many times yes. and she yeah. wasn't really very secretive about it. But um, as they're escaping, Trace and Rafa got captured and Ahsoka was free mm -hmm. and Ahsoka went and she got this, weird ship that we don't know what it is and she came back and she rescued them and then they all ended up getting captured again together ahsoka very easily could have run off alone right right and yeah. escaped right. no totally. problem but she didn't and she chose to come back and i think rafa has to um has to recognize that i think she sees that she's in over her head and she's finally coming to grips with that too like this really is more than i can handle like you were saying and I think she's also coming around on Ahsoka at the same time and seeing uh, I've been so standoffish and untrustworthy, but when push came to shove, you were there yeah. for us and you did come back for us and, you know, you did do the right yeah. thing. Right. So I, I want to play that audio real quick. I didn't get Rafa's apology, but I got the tail end of it here. I should have just pulled the whole dang thing. We live and learn, Rafa. Yeah. But for how much longer? Damn! It swells up. It's so majestic. Oh, yeah. Credits. All right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's a powerful line. Yeah. It's powerful. So, interesting episode. I uh, definitely, uh, definitely happier with this episode than the prior two. So, um, I really, I, I'm expecting a really high quality finale to this arc. I'm expecting... Um, I'm expecting all these all these threads to get tied up, all these loose ends to get tied up. And we are seeing the character growth of Trace and Rafa. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll admit that. And I think, like I said, my prediction from earlier on in the uh, in the in this arc was that Rafa's gonna come around and have a heart of gold. But we can save that for the next segment. Is there anything else that you guys want to discuss that we haven't talked about on this episode yet? 
I don't no. think so. Right there at the end, she uh, she says, what are you going to do? Um, torture us again. And he says, until you give me my spice, mm-hmm. which they don't have. Damn. So they Screwed. Are, mm-hmm. Uh, up up shit's creek as some people might say <laughs> screwed <laughs> i don't know if that's a saying in the, in the star wars universe not yet but. not yet unless uh, zero the hut said it all right so let's dive into our next episode here or episode us. the galaxy is coming on us solo we'll figure it out we'll use the force that's not how the force works <laughs> oh really you're cold <laughs> So, uh, obviously, it's not our next episode. It's our next segment in this episode. Um, I need a, I need like a fourth cup of coffee right now. I'm running. Today. I'm running <laughs> low on the coffee. <laughs> so um, that'll come up real quick. All right. So we have. Um, you know, my big thing is this. I think that Rafa is going to come around as the hero in this next episode. I I have a feeling. I I originally thought that Rafa might sacrifice herself for Trace. She was going to sacrifice her life for, to save Trace, but I don't see that happening. Trace and Rafa are a pair. They're a tandem. They need each other. I, I just don't think that's going to be the, the way out on that one. I do think that Rafa is going to save Ahsoka um, in some way, shape, or form, or kind of just be the catalyst to get them off of Obadiah. Now, what's going to be interesting is how the Mandalorians factor into this and what their role might be in a potential breakout of these characters. And I think it would actually, I'd have to see how the next episode turns out, but I think it would kind of cheapen Rafa's, uh, turn to the good side. If the Mandalorians just came out guns blazing at the beginning of the episode and broke them out, uh, right away, you know, and there, and the Rafa didn't have an opportunity to do anything good to redeem herself. Um, so I'm interested to see what that looks like. I do feel that the Mandalorians are going to have a, a place in this, in this breakout. And I do feel that, uh, Rafa's going to have something big going on. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's the Mando breakout here. Um, Death Watch to the rescue. Um, oh, yeah. But I, I think it would be interesting if something does happen to Rafa because there's a line that, you know, when they first get captured and um, they haul Rafa off to um, interrogate her and torture her, she says, if anything happens to me, you get the family business. And Trace says, but I don't want the family business, right? That's right. And in the very first episode, her big thing was to get aboard her ship and make her living off of her ship out in the stars somewhere. So I could totally see where if something were to happen to Rafa, there's nothing left for Trace on 1313 to go back to. She has no parents. She doesn't have her sister anymore. She could take her ship and go live her life and do things the right way, which is a very similar situation to what Ahsoka is in right now. She left the Jedi right. Order. She's on her own. She's looking to start anew, but is having trouble finding what to do, right? So I could see where Trace makes kind of that same decision if something were to happen to Rafa, but I, I think you're right. They're a tandem pair. They're not going to... Rafa isn't going to go anywhere. Right. Cal, what are your thoughts, yeah, think- man? Yeah. I think the Mandos are definitely coming to help them. They're basically the only ones who know where they are, right? They Nobody knows where Ahsoka is. I guess Anakin kind of knows that she left um, Coruscant, but I can't imagine he knows to where. Trace and Rafa have no one else, so they're on their own. It's really the only option. And then I, I, I expect um, that common enemy that Bo-Katan mentioned 
is Darth Maul. Mm. So mm-hmm. um, I have to think that there's going to be some kind of conversation because surely the Mandalorians don't understand why Ahsoka is there without a lightsaber, right. without her right. master, without any Jedi other Jedi. Right now, right? Yeah, I'm sure they're not up right. on the the inner specifics of Jedi politics like that. So um, they'll have to figure out where they're at. And I, I imagine that when Bo-Katan sent Obi-Wan back to tell the Republic that they need help on Mandalore, um, there has not been help yet. Obviously, their resources are low. I think through this conversation, um, Bo-Katan is going to find out that Ahsoka is basically a free agent right now mm-hmm. and say, mm-hmm. well, hey, oh, yeah, you could yeah. come help us. And maybe Bo-Katan is going to ring up her old buddy Obi-Wan, who kind of owes her a favor on account of getting her sister killed. <laughs> And says, hey, I know you Jedi are unavailable, but I got this part-timer here mm. um, who maybe could come help mm. us with this Siege of Mandalore. This guy, this guy, that is why you are a Clone Wars master, because I was, I didn't even, you know what's crazy? I didn't even think about linking it to the Siege of Mandalore. I was just so excited um, seeing them there. Now mm. this is, now you're starting to get my wheels turning. next stop. There's only yep. one episode yep. left. Oh, I love we're, this. We're headed to Mandalore. I love Maybe this. Maybe that's the I, bartering chip. We'll free you if you come help us. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. Okay. I like this. I'm excited for that's next week. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how that'll go down. That's why, that's what this that's segment's all force, about, man. That's not how the force works. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. So um, we do we do have a comment uh, that was sent in to us at show at Star Wars Friends from Bryce V, who said, I love to see how Ahsoka is experience a, experiencing a huge shift in her perceptions of how the galaxy works. The arc is doing a great job setting up for her role in the novel. Thank you for taking comments. Love the show. Well said, Bryce. Yep. Like that. Dig that. And then um, we do have a... We do have a this is a voice memo sent in from Tyler. Tyler Page is one of our contest winners. And this is a, I think this is an off topic question just based on the, the subject of this. So let's go ahead and just play it. Uh, we have not heard this question yet, so we're going to answer it live on the show, which I love. Here we go. Hey, Star Wars friends. It's Tyler Page calling in from Chicago. Got a couple things to talk about here, so I'll dive right in. Uh, first and foremost, Want to give a big shout out and thank you, Justin, last week for killing it in trivia. Ooh, I'll be using that hoodie nice. pretty much every day <laughs> and night out here in Chicago, just so I make sure I represent Star Wars friends. Oh yeah. Second, thanks, man. I know you all aren't huge of fans of Ep Nine, um, and I totally get that. You know, the movie <laughs> has a lot of flaws, but for me, I really appreciate it. Uh, but. One thing I wanted specifically to ask is, at the end of Ep 9, you know we see Wicket and his son, uh, Pomet, I think, watch the Star Destroyers above get blown up over Endor. So my question is, um, at this point in time, what is Wicket's title? Mm. Is Wicket chief of the Ewoks? And, you know, where is where is Mama Warwick at? Where is Wicket's <laughs> wife? Where is uh, Pomet's mom? Um, I'm wondering who that is. Uh, my my crackpot theory for that is that Wicket had a relationship with Chief Chirpa's daughter, Princess Kinesa, <laughs> but that she died during childbirth, leaving the throne to Wicket. And I know you guys are probably taking my Ewok question super seriously, but uh, just wanted to make sure that I got it out there. And uh, love the show, love what you guys are doing. 
keep up the great work. That's a awesome. great question. Yes. Thanks, man. Yeah, I hadn't thought of yeah, that. Yeah, I love this question. Yeah, we are definitely taking it seriously. I, I just talked about it earlier on the show. I love Ewoks. Right. I, uh, what do you got? All right, I'm going to go with um, he He really wanted to rise to power, and he killed Chief Chirpa, and then since they're cannibals, he ate him <laughs> to dispose oh of God. the evidence and then just assumed the role, and when anybody questions him, he just has his royal guards kill him. That's all. Yeah. Oh my God! They're ruthless murder bears. <laughs> wow. Murder bears. That is intense. There are no laws on 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 the Endor right. moon, the forest yeah. moon of Endor. Uh, so you could be you could be correct. I don't. Oh I don't my know. goodness. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I don't know either. I, here's my thing. Wicket to me is I don't think Wicket is royalty material. I think Wicket is. I mean, he's a warrior. I think he's a he's a solid, brave warrior Ewok. Um, I think I think he probably just hooked up with a random uh, Ewok and had little Pomet, and they just they carry on their merry little ways. Uh, maybe Pomet's back at home uh, sewing more dresses for princesses that just randomly appear on their planet, like they did with Princess Leia in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> um, you know, that's my. <laughs> <laughs> That's my first thought. Um, Princess Nisa would be great. Obviously, Delilah S. Dawson, who we just had on the show, mm-hmm. loves Princess Nisa. Uh, I'm sure Delilah would have a lot of comments on this. There are a lot of Ewok characters, by the way, that are Expanded Universe or Caravan of Courage or Ewok Adventures. Um, none of which I think hooked up with 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 Wicket. Wicket's a... He's a loner? Know, Wicket's a... Yeah, yeah I mean, well, I mean lone, maybe, lone maybe. He's a tough warrior. He's a tough warrior. Well, they do have a council of elders. And if he's a hero of the Battle of Endor, maybe throughout his life he um, you know, made his way onto that council. And he, he could be an important Ewok. Maybe not a chief. Maybe on the Council of Elders, though. And I'm going to say as far as parentage of his child, uh... Wicked is laying so much Ewok pipe, I bet he doesn't even know all of his children. Oh my God. And why that got to be the one uh, who watched the uh, Death Star 12 go down or whatever he was watching up there. Uh, I don't know. But I think he's got probably just so many Ewok children out there. There are, you know, Ewok children are actually called uh, walklings. Fun fact. Um, obviously yeah yeah I was actually just reading I'm trying to do a little Ewok research here too that there is such a thing as Ewok jerky Um, oh no Mm. but apparently Ewoks are delicious Hmm. oh god I wouldn't eat an Ewok they're too they're too cool they're I wouldn't they're they're too cool I love them they're uh, my (laughs) but they're ugly you know they're they're very ugly uh we we were talking about Tebow earlier the dude's one of the ugliest creatures I've ever seen in my life they got their little lips hanging out they don't blink it's a weird uh weird species those Ewoks so uh (laughs) Tyler thank you for sending this in we love these voice uh these voice questions if anyone is listening and wants to send them in send them to show at starwarsfriends.com I'm so happy to get you that Star Wars Friends hoodie that'll get sent out this week so you can definitely rep it in the cold chicago springtime um and you know Glad you're gonna look help. good while doing it too yeah yeah justin carried him home so uh is there anything else you guys want to add to this segment before we blow this thing and get out of here no mm, no it's okay if you like episode nine yeah. though it's cool i'm glad you like it i wish i liked it more it's totally cool it doesn't 
Doesn't I always matter. say well, that, Tyler. You, but again, there's you things know, you can like, and like I, I again, you can always take something out of it that you're gonna like. If you don't like the whole movie, there's got to be at least something that, that you like. Yeah. Well, Tyler, it, it you know, strong, Tyler might be a moments. good person to uh, reach out to when we do our Rise of Skywalker recap show and get and get and understand why Tyler likes it. Because there's and you know, there's a lot of people who do like mm-hmm. episode nine. There's yeah. a lot of them. A lot of people like it. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear those people uh, and what their thoughts are on, on what they love about nine. So I might even talk to some friends that I have um, in my personal circle and some Star Wars friends uh, and see if they want to record a their thoughts on it. I would love to hear you. So let's Tyler, hold on to that. Any other fans of episode nine, hold on to your thoughts. Let's get them together. Once we uh, put out that episode nine episode. Now, with that being said, it's time to blow this thing and get out of here. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. I got a really good feeling about this. Episode 30 in the books. Uh, this is this is wild, man. It's a wild week. It's a wild time. And I'm just so happy to be doing this. Uh, this is this actually gets... This makes me so happy, guys. Just doing these shows, talking Star Wars, talking with people from all over. And this is what it's all about, man. I am so happy we get a chance to do this. And... Uh, you know, just thank you to everyone in the Star Wars Friends community that's joined up with us that has just basically become our, our friend and we really hope that celebration can go down so we can meet a lot of you in person and, and hang out and talk to wars and that's i, I i'm just holding out hope just holding out hope and if not we'll do something else we'll figure it out we'll figure if it doesn't out. happen in august it'll happen yeah. just a little later yeah 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 we'll figure it out i want to give a shout out to lantern pins jackie at lantern pins you yes. can find uh Thanks, all man. of their incredible stuff at lanternpins.com they're on instagram i believe they're also on twitter but you can use that promo code sw friends on checkout to get 15 percent off of anything on lanternpins.com i am going to place my order once yep. i once i get off this show and drink some coffee so <laughs> do it over a nice delicious cup of calf i'm sorry i keep calling it coffee this is a star calf. wars podcast calf if josh was on the show he would have yelled at me by now so <laughs> it's a it's calf it's calf uh you know and i want to give a shout out to everyone that joined us on the live chat yesterday that was great uh, what about you guys who do you want to shout out uh i want to shout out to rebel art empire for offering to send us some yeah. swag that we can share with our listeners that's fantastic we'd love it yeah yeah thank you yeah, at rebel great. art empire that was uh he, you know, Anthony over at Rebel Art Empire is the one who started off our maker, uh, our maker segment, where we celebrate the makers out there and, and help out those that are affected by coronavirus, you know, and, and kind of maybe the, the economic downturn that that's going on right now. So please go out there, support the makers like Rebel Art Empire, like Lantern Pins. We love their products; they're fantastic. I can't wait to see what uh, what they send us and then what we can share out with everybody in the Star Wars community. Um, yeah, Kyle, what about you? Who you want to shout out? Uh, I don't know. Just one more thank you to everybody who tuned into the live show yesterday and who interacted with us in the comments, everything like that. We really appreciate it. Um, all our listeners, everybody who's uh, written us reviews and stuff like that. We really we read every single one of them, and um, we're thankful for you. So that's all I got right now. Hell yeah. Yeah, please uh, leave some reviews. I know Podchaser, even if you don't listen to us on Podchaser, they are donating money 
to Meals on Wheels. If you leave a review for the Star Wars Friends podcast on Podchaser, you could just say, yo, I think uh, I think Josh gets the short end of the stick on the uh, questions on the live chat. You can write that as a review, and we will respond to that. Uh, <laughs> and our, our reply actually gets money donated, too. So each... Yeah, yeah. So every review and rep- and response on Podchaser gets uh, money to Meals on Wheels. So feel free to head over to Podchaser, search Star Wars yeah, Friends podcast. Podchaser, everybody. Yeah, and and let's get some let's get some money out there to charity right now. So that would be awesome to hear from you and uh, and donate some money at the same time. Well, boys, this has been a this has been a week. We released the Delilah S. Dawson episode. Go ahead and listen to that too if you got uh, if you got the time. That would be awesome because that episode is fantastic. We were so happy to have her on the show. We, uh, you know, we look forward to chatting with her down the road because I got a lot more questions to ask her. So, um, man, all right, it's time to get some calf. Everybody, thank you so much. Stay safe. Stay strong. Hope that, uh, you know, you and your families and friends are doing well. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter at no one is Chris. Where can they find you guys? Uh, this is Justin. You can find me on Twitter at I am the Bendu. This is Kyle, and I am KB underscore legend on Twitter and Instagram. That's right, baby. All right, y'all. This is the time of uh, the episode where I say it. May the force be with you. Always. Always. Oh, in unison. Beautiful. Later, guys. Hey, friends. Don't forget to subscribe to the Star Wars Friends podcast and leave an awesome review on whichever podcast app you're listening on. Catch up on past episodes, fun interviews, and more at StarWarsFriends.com. Connect with the Star Wars Friends on social media at SW Friends Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email the show at show at StarWarsFriends.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, may the Force be with you.